Thank you, Jesus. Father, speak to us, Lord. Bring your word unto us speedily and expressly and clearly. Thank you that the heavens are opened over us. Thank you, Lord, that for your anointing that is present to break limitations, your anointing that is present to set the captives free, your anointing that is present to bring deliverance. In Jesus' name have we prayed, and all the saints shall say amen. We want to give the Lord a mighty clap offering all those that are connected. Give the Lord a clap if you can't take your seats in heavenly places. Amen. Turn to the person next to you. Tell the person, I'm excited to see you. Tell another person, I'm happy to see you. Amen. Get ready for your miracle. Hallelujah. Get ready for your testimony. Hallelujah. Get ready for God to do something great and glorious in your life. Amen. It's a month of breaking limits. Wow. I see you breaking limits in Jesus' name. I see every limitation that has been placed upon you in past times, in past years, in past seasons. I see those limitations be broken in the name of Jesus. I see God bringing you help in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You know, those, those, as you are listening, the Lord just said to me that he's bringing help to people. Receive help in Jesus' name. Receive the help of the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 3, that's our scripture for the month. It says that, For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles, and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. The Bible says that you break forth on the right hand and on the left. You break forth on the right hand and on the left. So I believe strongly that this word is being fulfilled in your life in Jesus' name. I see you breaking forth on the right hand and on the left in Jesus' name. I see you moving forward in Jesus' name. I want you to say after me, say, I'm breaking forth on the right hand. I am breaking forth on the left. I am moving forward. I am living the forward and the upward life. Hallelujah. Acts 12 verse 1 to 11, that's a scripture, a scripture for today. Acts 12 verse 1 to 11. The Bible says that, Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the... Alright, about that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. Verse 2. He had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. The Bible says that apostle James, one of the apostles... He was killed with a sword. Herod had one of the apostles killed with a sword. Wow. That was an apostle. That was an apostle. This was somebody that walked with Jesus. He, he walked with Jesus. He, he died with Jesus. And yet still, he was killed with a sword. Hallelujah. I wanted to think that an apostle was killed by Herod. An apostle was killed by Herod. But today I declare that you escape danger in Jesus' name. Every trap the enemy has laid for you, I see you being delivered in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Pastor, he had the apostle James, John Dows, John's brother, killed with a sword. Verse 3. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. You know, you can ask yourself that, where was Jesus when, when, when James was being killed? Why did people would ask that? Why did, why did God allow, why did Jesus or God allow James to be killed? 
Why did Jesus allow James to be killed? How many of you have ever asked that question? Huh. And the Bible is saying that when Herod saw that it pleased the Jews, he got a hold of Peter also to kill Peter. But today, whatever the enemy has planned against you, it has been destroyed in Jesus' name. Verse 4. Verse 4 says that then he, that's when he got Peter. But also then he imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover. Verse 5. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. While Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. You know why the church prayed earnestly? Because the first time when James was arrested, the church was not praying. The church was not praying. Because like, like, like I was telling you, they felt that, oh, nothing can happen to James. James is an apostle. James is an anointed person. James is a great person. Nothing can happen to him. So they took things for granted. And when they realized that James was killed with a sword, or James had been killed with a sword, when they got a hold of Peter also, <laughs> they realized that this time they have to pray. Many times we have allowed, we have sat down for the enemy to have a field day in our lives. Many times we have sat down for the enemy to enter our lives and, to, and for the enemy to plunder our lives. And the thing about the enemy is that when you give him a foothold, he desires for greater ground, greater space. Hallelujah. And so there are people that, you know... I'll go into the message, but let me talk about this. There are people that sometimes they see that, you know, I always say that, you know, people, do you know that a lot of people, the reason why their legs were amputated, physically, their legs were amputated was because it, it happened, it all started with an injury to their toe. Maybe they were walking and they, they dashed their foot on a stone. And then, you know, their toe began to swell and they began to use hot water to massage it. And they took it for granted. And it began to get serious. And it began to get serious. And eventually, the whole leg had to be amputated. I'm saying that it is because there are times that we take things for granted. There are times that we take the activities of the enemy in our lives for granted. And any time we take the work of the enemy in our lives for granted, Satan will always want more room. Satan would always want more room. There are people that they have dreams and they take their dreams for granted. There are people that they see and it's very amazing that sometimes you can see that there's, there's, there, there are, things are not going well in the lives of people. And when they are supposed to wake up and pray, they are rather sleeping. I was telling, I was telling some, I was telling some uh, brothers last Friday that in this life, don't take things for granted. And I've always been saying that if you live your life to chance, you don't stand a chance. Hallelujah. Somebody fell sick in the family, you have to pray about it. Don't. <laughs> Somebody, you, you, you got a code, don't take it for granted. Because that code. <laughs> I'll continue. Hallelujah. But in this season, we are disallowing the works of the enemy in Jesus' name. 
in this season we refuse to give in to the enemy in this season we are taking what is ours the bible tells us that we should stand fast in the liberty wherewith christ has made us free and we should refuse to be entangled in any yoke of bondage don't take things for granted you went for the job interview it was not given to you second job interview it was not given to you third job it was not given to brothers and sisters you've got to stand up and pray don't take it for granted anytime you see that your life is moving in a trajectory in a direction that is inconsistent with the word of god that is in at variance with the promises of god you ought to stand up and you ought to arise and pray hallelujah we are breaking limitations in jesus name we are advancing forward in jesus name we refuse to give in i want you to say say, i refuse to give in say i refuse to give in no we are are not throwing in the towel a lot of people give in quickly a lot of people give up quickly a lot of people throw in the towel quickly but i want you to know something that in this year 2021 you are not throwing in the towel in this year 2021 you are going to fight so you have the victory whatever the enemy has taken from you you are pursuing the enemy i remember the other day the bible tells us about about david david was in a, his stronghold was ziglag that's where he was staying he was staying in ziglag and the, and the bible tells us that the enemy came in and took david's wives and took everything that david and his people possessed when david had gone to battle when he came back he saw that the the amalekites had entered ziglag that's his stronghold had invaded ziglag had taken everything that belonged to them a lot of people if the saucer if that happened to them they would have sat down and began to cry they would have gone like oh nobody cares for them they would have gone like where is god they would have, god where are you god where are you many times we cry god where where are you but i want you to know something god is expecting you to pursue the bible tells us that god david inquired of the lord lord should i pursue should i overtake and i i like that inquisition that david made that lord should i pursue lord should i overtake he was ready for battle i want to ask you a question i ready to pursue and overtake what belongs to you i'm ready to pursue and overtake and take back what belongs to you there are a lot of us sitting here that there are generational blessings can i tell you something that although there are generational curses uh, there are also generational blessings that in your family there are generational blessings they are not only generational curses there are also generational blessings in your bloodline and many times we have allowed the generational cases to speak against us but it is time that we rose up it is time that we pursued it's time that we overtook the enemy and it is time that we recovered every generational blessing that belongs to us this time it is time it is time tell somebody it's my season 2021 is my season it's my time to overtake it's my time to recover all it's my time to take back what belongs to me hallelujah how many of you are ready you've got to be charged now tell a person that you get charged now tell somebody say i'm charged now those watching online can put in the comment section that you are charged up that i'm charged up because when i look at the promises of god when i look at who we are in christ jesus when i look at all that god has given us 
brothers and sisters, we must not live short of who we are in Christ. We must not live short of what belongs to us. We must take full delivery of every blessing. And can I tell you something? The blessings that God has given us, we are supposed to use them on the earth. We are not going to use the blessings in heaven. You don't need divine prosperity in heaven. You don't need divine health in heaven. You don't need open doors in heaven. You don't need a victorious life in heaven. It's on this earth. Hallelujah. Anybody whose marriage has been tied up, whose marriage has been caged, I declare it released in Jesus' name. I declare it released in Jesus' name. Whatever is yours that the enemy has taken from you, I declare that you are recovering it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Next verse. The Bible says that that night, the night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep. <laughs> there are a lot of, you see, there are a lot of sleeping Christians. There's something called the spirit of sleep and slumber. And that's what I was telling you that, you know, there are people that in the midst of crisis, they are sleeping. There are people that in the midst of turbulence, they are sleeping. There are people that things are not going well the way they expect it to go and they are still sleeping. How many of you have seen that phenomenon before? <laughs> I remember one day back in school. You know, I told you that, I, I, you know, by the grace of God, I was a good student. And one day I threw the course. <laughs> I, I threw the course. You know what? You know something that happened? I, so, because I threw the course, I had to write the course again. And it was getting close to the time to write the, the paper again. And I and I'm taking it easy. I was I was sleeping, and as I was sleeping, I had a dream. And in the dream, I saw that I turned the paper again. My God! Quickly, I arose out of the sleep to start studying <laughs> because I had a dream that I turned it again. You know, the Bible said that affliction shall not come a second time, but there are a lot of people affliction comes a second time. Affliction comes a third time. Because when the affliction came the first time, they didn't learn. They didn't rise up to pray. And so it came the second time. Hallelujah. And the Bible is telling us that Peter had been put in prison. And Peter knew that he was going to die. But yet still, look at the Bible, he was asleep. Today, may you not be found sleeping in Jesus' name. In this year, 2021, may you not be found sleeping in Jesus' name. Many times, the reason why people have entered slavery, many times, the reason why limitations have been placed upon people is because they allow themselves to enter that place of limitation. Do you know that it's not... Can I tell you something? There are times that people give up... The people hand over their blessings to the enemy. But there are times also that the it's because of, you know, their laziness and their stupor, the enemy is able to come upon them and take what belongs to them. What does the Bible tell us? The Bible tells us that what? While men slept, the enemy came in and sowed tears. While men slept. You know, I always say that, you know, many times we, 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 there, there are times that when, when bad things happen to people, when things don't go the way people expect it to go, Always, or most times, people have the tendency of blaming God. People have a tendency of blaming God. But you know something? If God is to rewind the sequences of life, 
he will show you that on a certain day, he woke you up to pray. Have you ever realized that there are times that you, you are sleeping, you just, your eyes just open at 1 a.m.? You don't know. Maybe at that time, God was waking you up to pray and to intercede for something that the enemy was planning in the future. But when your eyes open at 1 a.m., You know, you know, there's a, some people when their eyes open as one, oh, oh God, your love, Lord, thank you for your love, Lord, thank you for your love for me, Lord, I thank you for your mercy, Lord. oh, Father, thank you for your mercy, thank you for your grace, Lord, you are a good God, you are a merciful God, and they go back to the, uh, hey! We thank the Lord for his mercy and his grace and goodness. But I want you to understand something that there's a place for warfare also. There's a place where we rise and we fight. Amen. Amen. So when you are supposed to rise and fight, don't be depending on the mercy of God. Don't be saying that the mercy of God will cover you. No. The mercy of God has covered you. That's why God has woken you up to pray. Hallelujah. So the Bible said that Peter, Peter was... Um, the Bible said Peter... Peter was asleep. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened with, with two chains between two soldiers. The Bible said that others stood guard at the prison gate. There was no way that Peter could escape. Verse 7. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, Quick, get up! And the chains fell off his wrist. Today, may the angel of the Lord tap you in Jesus' name. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him because he was asleep. Can I tell you something? Those times when you wake up strangely is an angel of the Lord waking you up. When you wake up, it's not because you wanted to wee-wee. It's not because you heard a sound. But all of a sudden, your eyes just opened and strength just came to you. Can I tell you something? It was an angel that woke you up. It was an angel that woke you up. Quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrist. Every chains of limitations, I see them falling off your wrist in Jesus' name. I see the chains of limitations falling off your wrist in Jesus' name. Verse 8. Acts 12, verse 8. The pastor, then the angel told him, get dressed and put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me. The angel ordered. Verse 9. So Peter left the cell following the angel, but all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening. All the time, Peter thought it was a vision. Peter thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening. Verse 10. They passed the first and second guard post and came to the iron gate leading to the city. And this opened for them all by itself. So they passed through and started walking down the street. And then the angel suddenly left him. Verse 11. Peter finally came to his senses. It's really true, he said. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. Today, God is saving you from your enemies in Jesus' name. Today, God is saving you from the expectation of your enemies in Jesus' name. <laughs> Can I tell you something? There are times that people think their enemies are spiritual. There are times that people think their enemies are spiritual. But one day, God showed me, or God made me understand, 
that my enemies and you too, your enemies, are not only spiritual, they are also physical. You have both spiritual enemies and physical enemies. So you have to deal with them spiritually and physically. I'm not saying that you should go and fight people physically, but you have to realize that your enemies, your enemies are even more physical than spiritual. Just that they engage spiritual weapons and spiritual forces. The Bible tells us that Peter said that, you know, Peter was telling God that God had delivered him from the expectation of the Jews. From the expectation of the Jews. So you have physical, the Jews were physical people. You have physical enemies that have expect. Do you know that as you are sitting here, you are listening to me, there are people that want, don't want you to do well. <laughs> don't make that mistake. There are people that are smiling with you, but they don't, want, they don't want your progress. They don't like your progress. May you receive discernment to notice such people in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And you must be ready to fight them. You, you, I, I, you receive the spirit of a soldier in Jesus' name. Receive the spirit of a warrior in Jesus' name. Refuse to be intimidated by your enemies. Whether they like you, they don't like you, they'll see you moving forward, they'll see you progressing, they'll see you advancing. There are people that they have vowed that do not see they, that it will not be well with you, but it will be well with you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'm ready to start my message. Acts chapter 12, verse 1. Acts 12, verse 1. The Bible says that, Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. Herod the king, NLT, NLT says that, Herod, king Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. He began to persecute some believers in the church. I want you to understand something. That you have an enemy. You have an enemy. Who comes? The Bible tells us that the thief comes not but than to steal and to kill and to destroy. I want you to know that you have an enemy who comes. He comes, he's coming to steal and to kill and to destroy what belongs to you. Make no mistake. Don't take life for granted. Don't think that everything is okay. You have an enemy. Remember that scripture, you know, the man said that an enemy has done this. He went, his, 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 his laborers or his, his farm hands, they went and sowed wheat. And the man said, while they went to sow wheat, while men slept, an enemy came in and sowed tares among the wheat. So the tares also sprout, sprouted up with the wheat. And so the, the farm hands came to the master and told him that, Master, we planted, we saw you, we planted wheat. But all of a sudden, we can see tares. And the master said, an enemy has done this. An enemy has done this. If you can you look in your life and see things happening in your life and realize that no, this is not God. No, an enemy has done this. I want you to know something that you know I've been saying that in life there are times that we go through certain situations and circumstances, and the Lord allows us to go through those situations and circumstances to build us up, to build character in us, to develop us is for our training and our development. But I want you to know also that there are times that we go through situations and trials and, and storms, and, and it is from the enemy. You must you must have discernment to notice when things that are coming against you are of the enemy. 
Don't, don't live your life thinking everybody likes you. Don't live your life thinking everybody likes you. Don't live, your, don't live your life thinking everybody at your workplace likes you. That you are being promoted. You have favor. You know, your boss enters the, the workplace and, oh, this guy's a good guy. He's doing very well. Oh, your boss gives you a job. He gives you a job. Every, every time he's calling you to his office, you know, there, there's, a, there's a training outside and you're the one that is called to go for the training. There's another training also, you know, and you are asked to go for the training and you're smiling and other people are also smiling with you. Don't think that they like your progress. They don't like your progress. They don't like your progress. I was, I've, been, I've been doing marriage counseling for some people, and I shared with them. I shared with them, you know, a prophetic word. You know, somebody that was about to get married. About to get married. And, uh, you know, another person, they, they, had, they had planted somebody amongst, you know, the makeup people. So that... It looked like it's a good. It looked like they are trying to do her makeup. As they are trying to do her makeup, they would have sprayed something in her eyes, and she would have gone blind. That's what I've been telling. In everything, pray. I'll be. You see, let me tell you something. I have come to realize that there are certain programs and things that you have to be most spiritual, most spiritual. Certain events like weddings. Weddings, baby naming, funerals. Don't just attend certain oh, uh, it's a wedding. Oh, this Saturday we are going for a wedding. <laughs> yeah, happy, we are going. Hey! And if you are the one that is your wedding, don't just say, oh, it's, it's my wedding day. You are happy, it's your wedding day. You are thinking about the gown, you are thinking about makeup, you are thinking about decor. My, my brother, you have to pray. That's the time that you must be fully, you must be prayerful. Don't, don't take it for granted. Says your wedding, everybody that's coming for the wedding likes you. Hey, that's the time that the wicked people are coming. That's the time that envious people are coming. That's the time that an enemy is coming. A certain lady, a certain lady had her wedding. <laughs> can I tell you? Can, can, can I tell you? A certain lady had her wedding. In the course of the wedding, a friend of hers attended the wedding. The friend and the friend took a picture of uh, she and her husband. And the friend, the picture, the friend sent it, the picture to her mother. The mother of that friend was a high-ranking occult person. When she saw the picture, she got offended that this should have been her daughter. Why is it her daughter's friend that is getting married and not she, her daughter? And there and there, using the picture that had been sent to her, she began to make incantations and spells to break up the marriage. I mean, brothers and sisters, are getting ready to marry. Don't just be thinking about, hey, you must pray. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have an enemy. Acts 12, verse 1 says that. Now, about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex, to persecute, to vex certain of the church. We have an enemy that always wants to vex, 
always wants to persecute, always wants to steal and to kill and to destroy. But in this year 2021, we are not allowing him in Jesus' name. In this year 2021, anyone that has risen up against us, may the angel of the Lord smite them in Jesus' name. May the angel of the Lord smite them in Jesus' name. May the angel of the Lord smite them in Jesus' name. We will not sit down for what belongs to us to be taken away from us. We will not sit down. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 12 verse 2. The Bible said that he killed James, that's Herod. He killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. He killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And, and I'm saying that we must not be ignorant of the enemy's devices. We must not be ignorant of the enemy's devices. Why did he kill James? It's not because Jesus was not there. It's not because Jesus was not aware. It's because the church was sleeping. It's because when, the, when James was captured, you know what happened? When James was, James was captured before he was killed, when James was captured, the church said, that, oh, James is anointed. <laughs> this is the one that worked with God, Jesus. I mean, James, James had a close, you know, it was Peter, James, James, and John. James had a close relationship with Jesus. Nothing can happen to him. So when, when, when James was arrested, before he was killed, the believers were still excited. They were happy. They were having a party. Party after party after party. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, James was killed. James was killed. Many, many times people are ignorant of the enemy's devices. And many times we, we underestimate our enemy. We underestimate our enemy. May you not underestimate your enemy in Jesus' name. <laughs> do you know that? Do, can I tell you the problem with a lot of Christians? Can I tell you the problem with a lot of Christians? This is the problem with a lot of Christians. Dealing with your enemy in the spirit of benevolence. Let me say it again. Dealing with your enemy. That's the problem with a lot of Christians. Dealing with your enemy in the spirit of benevolence. What is benevolence? You are good-hearted. You are good-natured. You are good. So it's like, oh, uh, somebody is doing something. Oh, enyeshe, enyeshe, namibeshe. Shehe. Yekobompaye. We are engaging all our arsenals. We will not deal with the enemy in the spirit of benevolence. We will fight. <laughs> I'm going to be ready to fight. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap, friend. So do not be ignorant of the enemy's devices. Do not be ignorant of the enemy's devices. Acts 12 verse 3. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. When he killed James, he saw that it pleased the Jews. And so he proceeded further to take Peter. Now, do you know what happened? Now he was going for the big fish. At the time, Peter was the head of the church. So, James was an apostle, all right, but Peter was the head of the church. So, when Herod saw that he had killed James, he now went further to lay hold on the big fish. He now went further to lay hold on the head of the church. Hallelujah. 
Many times people take things for granted. You know, I always say that I watch a certain movie. You know, I, I, every time I watch a movie, you know, usually my mind, we pray so that God will give us insight. Amen. I watched a certain movie and that movie taught me a lot of lessons. <laughs> Olympus has fallen. And when I watch the movie, the movie, this is how the movie starts. You know, that, that movie there, you know, you know, the enemy invaded the White House. The president almost died. I remember I watched the movie. But let me show you how the movie started. When the movie started, the president was somewhere, I can't remember where exactly, but he was somewhere was coming to come returning to the White House. And as he was going, a tree on the road, a tree fell on the road and it blocked his path he didn't die it fell right in front of his car and so he they got down and they were able to clear the tree and all that and they moved but can i do you know why the movie makers allowed that scene to happen do you know why they made at they, they brought because if you really watch the movie the tree fallen what was the significance of they letting us see that a tree fell in front of the president's entourage and it could have killed the president it could have fallen on the president's car it was an omen it was a sign the reason why the movie makers made that happen and made us made us see that scene they wanted us to know something that it was a sign that some dangerous danger dangerous danger is about to befall the president it's about to befall the just as the tree fell it was about to befall the president so mr president be on your alert but you know such situations happen to us there are a lot of things that happen that are alerts they are warning signals they are red alerts but many times we miss the red alerts many times we miss the red alerts if when it happened the president should have secured his borders he should have he should have gone all out and beefed up his security that hey something's about to happen that will take my life the elements have allowed me to escape this one. In our, in our case, we say God. <laughs> the elements have allowed him to escape the tree falling on him and killing him. But what about the other danger that is about to happen? But the president didn't understand that omen. I, I want you to ask you a question. Do you, are you able to notice when things happen in your life? And able to realize that it is a call for prayer it is a call to strengthen yourself it is a call for you to increase your defense peter james was killed and he went after they went after peter you heard that somebody has died of corona <laughs> you have to get ready and arm yourself hallelujah you heard that somebody like like the, like what i just told you about the lady who was getting married and then they they took a picture you heard up you when you hear such a testimony or when you hear such a thing i want you to know that god has allowed you to hear it so that you arm yourself so that when you are getting ready for your occasion you not just choose any vendor you 
can I tell you something? There are some people that you have to pray specifically that they don't come for your wedding. That they don't come for your ceremony. You have to pray. And you need discernment to be able to notice, notice who likes you and who does not like you. One day I'll preach. I don't know that I've preached it before, but one, maybe if I preach, I'll preach it again. How to identify pretenders. Have I preached it before? How to identify pretenders. Because I saw some things from scripture and I realized that people are pretenders. And my mind was that scripture. It's like, they, like a glazed pot. You, you know, you know, glazing, you can put some glazing on pottery. Some people and they can wear masks. They look beautiful, but uh, may God open your eyes to identify pretenders in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So please, in this life, don't give the enemy a foothold. Say, I refuse to give the enemy a foothold. Because when you give the enemy a foothold, you take more territory. When the church allowed James to be killed, the enemy now went for Peter. Yeah. Proverbs 26, 23. Okay, you can read for us. Proverbs 26, from verse 23. NLT. Smooth words may hide a wicked heart. Hey! Please, can you project it for me? Proverbs 1. 26 from verse 23 downwards. Smooth. Jesus. Smooth words may hide a wicked heart. Just as a pretty. Just as a pretty glaze covers a clay pot. You know when they manufacture clay pots, they use a glaze on the clay pot. How many of you have noticed? Because when they manufacture clay pots, after it's brown, and when you pass your hand on it, it's dirty. You know, there's dust on it and all. So they use some glazing to paint it, and it looks nice. But the Bible said that what? Smooth words hide a wicked heart. May you have the grace to identify smooth words. Those are pretenders. It hides a wicked heart. It said just as a pretty glaze covers a clay pot. Verse 24. People may cover their hatred with pleasant words, but they are deceiving you. They pretend... Oh, you hold on. <laughs> I read the scripture some months, but I read it again. I'm like, wow. People may cover their hatred with pleasant words. How many of you have experienced it before? You see, if you have not experienced it before, eh, I'm teaching you so that you prepare for it. Because the things that we deal with in this life, if you are not wise and discerning, you can easily die. You can easily die. You can easily die. People cover their hatred with pleasant words. That's what I'm saying. That do you know that there are people who hate you? But they are covering it with pleasant words. Next verse, verse 25. They pretend to be kind, but don't believe them. Their hearts are full of many evils. They pretend to be kind, but don't believe them. Why don't you have to? Because their hearts are full of many evils. Say, Lord, deliver me from pretenders. Deliver me, O God, from people who are pretending to be kind, but their hearts 
are full of many evils. They are plotting against you. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 12 verse 4. The Bible says that and when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. He had apprehended Peter. Herod had apprehended Peter. I want you to be able to, in life, I, it's important that you are able to identify any limitation that the enemy has placed on your life. This is a month of breaking limitations. And you must be able to identify the limitations that the enemy has placed on your life. If you notice that things are not going the way they ought to go, don't take it for granted. See it as a limitation. See it as something that the enemy is doing. See it as something that the enemy has planted. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Because if you are not able to identify the limitations, how would you be able to break them? You know, sometimes you have to be able to look in your life, look in your family, look at your... I, I told you the other day about a certain lady, a, a certain young lady, she was about, she, she was kind of ready for marriage. She was about, you know, she was ready for marriage. And then she went to her grandmother and told her grandmother that, ah, she has observed something. She asked her, Grandma, why is it that you entered marriage and you came back home. And then when I, she said, when she also looks at her mother, her mother also entered marriage and came back home. Her aunties also entered marriage and came back home. You know what the grandmother told her? <laughs> the grandmother told her that that is why they have a big family house. That she too. <laughs> she too. She will go and come back. <laughs> it is a pattern. The grandmother told her that it is a pattern in the family. The grandmother told her, Ubeniabeto. <laughs> but you know, she was a Christian. So she refused to allow that to happen to her. But what I like about the, the lesson from that situation is that she was able to identify a pattern and start dealing with it. She was able to identify a limitation and then she started dealing with it. And so you must not, you must be able to identify, you mustn't just sit down and think, just leave things to chance, just think that things are ordinary, things are normal, the way things are happening, it is normal. No! You should be able to identify. You should be able to ask questions. You should be able to inquire. You should be able to inquire. Amen. There was a certain gentleman, there was a certain, somebody started a business. This is, I tell you, that true story. So. How many of you know that there are true stories? <laughs> Somebody started a business and he started with a, a business partner or, or maybe like an employee. And he told the employee that, you know, we just, they just, we just started a business and so um, 
the business is not making money right now, but I want you to, as you work hard, when the business blossoms and the business is profit, becomes very profitable, I'll give you this percentage or I'll give you this share. And the guy said, all right, that's a fair deal. So they started working. The guy too was working. The guy was putting in his effort, working and all that. Eventually, the business became big. And the owner of the business, he started living a good life. Started living an, a, 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 a prosperous life because the business had become big. So this other guy now went to him and was like, well, before we started a business, this was the agreement. You said that um, right now the business is not making money, so we should just work, we should just work. When the business starts making money, you said that this is the share that you'd give me. So I've come for the share as, as we agreed. The guy, the business owner, refused to give him his share. The business owner refused to give him his share. And the guy got offended. The guy got offended. And the guy went to his village. <laughs> the guy went to his village. Somebody say his village. Do you have a village? Do you have a village? <laughs> you see, uh, all of us, we are city, city people, but we all have a village. Me, I come from Osu. Osu, <coughs> Osu it, it looks like, you know, it, it looks like it's in the city. It looks like it's a city. But even though I come from Osu and it's in the city, there's a village in the Osu there. Yeah. I have a village. When I was growing up and I was in, I was in school, you know, and I tell people I come from Osu, then I go like, you know, oh, but you don't come, you don't have a village, you don't have a hometown. Where's your hometown, Osu? You know, actually, my, my, my family house is on the Oxford Street. <laughs> so when they ask, where's, where's your hometown? Oh, I'm from the Oxford Street, Oxford Street. <laughs> so people used to tell me that I don't have a hometown. But they don't know. They don't know that although it's on the Oxford Street there, there's a village there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. there. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Hallelujah. And as I grew up also, and I became more spiritual, I realized that indeed, there's a village there. There's a village there with idols and altars. As a village, where's your village? Do you know what goes on in your village? <laughs> Hallelujah. So this guy, he went to his village. He went to the river by his village or in his village. And he sacrificed a chicken. He sacrificed a chicken. He cut off by the river. He cut off the head of the chicken. And as the blood was oozing out of the head of the chicken, he was pouring the blood in the river and calling on the gods of the river to avenge him. Not long after, the guy, the business owner, not long after, the business owner, he lost his life. 
ที่ได้ Somebody say we are the same doors. If you don't know God and if you don't know how to pray, I don't know how you are going to survive in this life. Let me tell you something that in this life it is is always a battle of altars. It is always a battle of altars. What do I mean by battle of altars? It's always a battle between spirits. People invoke spirits. So when people go and invoke spirits and idols and deities, you must also be able to call upon the name of your God. Remember the other day when David, listen, the battle between David and Goliath, we learned that, that account from Sunday school. It was not a battle between David and Goliath. It was not a battle between David and Goliath. It was a battle of altars. It was a battle of altars. Because when David and Goliath, when they met in the valley, the Bible tells us that Goliath cursed David by his gods. He cursed David. Goliath, he, he did incantations to curse David by his gods. And what did David also do? David also called upon his god. He said, I also call upon the name of the Lord God of the armies of Israel. He called upon his God. So in the physical, David defeated Goliath. But actually, in the spiritual, the God of the Israelites defeated the God of the Philistines. That is why David could defeat Goliath. So when you go to work, everybody is vying for that position. There's an opening for country manager. Everybody's vying for it. And as people are vying for that job opening, they are calling on the gods of their fathers. They are invoking altars. You must also be able to call upon the name of your God. How many of you are enjoying the message? May you be able to identify limitations. This year 2021 we are moving forward this year 2021 whatever it is that has delayed in our lives we are dealing with it in jesus name because i've come to realize that in this life let me tell you something in this life time doesn't change things time doesn't change things you have to fight the issue the bible tells us that there was somebody at the at the pool of bethesda for he had been there for how long he had been there for 38 years can you imagine? He started there, year one. He was not healed. Year two, year three, year four, year five, year six. Year... <laughs> you know, after year one, he thought that year two to come. Year two, he thought year three to come. By year three, he thought year 10 to come. Year 10, he thought year, year 20 to come. Year 20, he thought year 30 to come. He was two years short of 40 years being by the pool, waiting for his miracle. When I read that account, I realized that time doesn't bring the blessing. If there has been a delay, you must fight for it. You must fight for the blessing. You must be able to look in your life and ask yourself that what is the limitation? And deal with that limitation. Things don't get better with time. Can I tell you something? Things actually get worse with time. Things actually get worse <laughs> with time. So you have to deal with the situation.
Acts chapter 12, verse 5. The Bible says that Peter therefore was kept in prison. Oh, I love the scripture. It says that, but prayer was made without season of the church unto God for him. Prayer was made without season of the church unto God for him. That was the reason for his deliverance. The prayer that was being offered was the reason for his deliverance. I want to challenge you. It's time you gave your life to prayer. It's time you gave yourself to prayer. You must pray about that situation. You must pray about that situation. It's that the Bible says that prayer was made without season. Prayer was made what without season. So you must pray till you experience a breakthrough. In your finances, you must pray till you experience a breakthrough. In your health, pray till you experience a breakthrough. Don't say that, oh, you, you get better after two months. You get better after one year. No. You must pray it into manifestation. Don't say that there will be a turn around in your finances. No. Because if you look after it, if you look at it, year one, year two, year three, year four, year five, why hasn't things gotten better? You must pray and deal with the situation. Address the situation. Address the situation. Prayer was made without season of the church unto God for him. Prayer was made without season. How many people are ready to address the situation? How many people are ready to break the limitations? How do you break the limitations? By prayer. By prayer. You break the limitations by prayer. Give the Lord a clap of him. <laughs> Acts chapter 12 verse 7. The Bible said that, And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. I love this scripture. And this scripture makes, makes me know, and I want to you know, remind us that when you pray, God will send his angels to help you. As prayer was offered by the church, God sent his angels of deliverance to set Peter free. The Bible says that, the angel came, a light shot, shining the prison, saying, rise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. Is anyone here you are ready to come to receive angelic ministration? Receive it in the name of Jesus. I see the angels of God going into the backgrounds of people. I see the angels of God going into the families of people. To destroy every negative planting of the enemy. <laughs> Wherever your name has been sent. You see, sometimes, like I was saying, we are in, so we're in Accra right now, so we're in the city. But things don't happen in the city like that. People go to the village. You, you know that, just like you have come to church Sunday, Sunday you have come to church like this and you have come to worship God. In the same way, there's a colleague of yours also that he also goes somewhere else to do some things. So Monday you all meet. You, Monday you all meet and nobody knows where the other has gone to. But they have gone somewhere. I told you the guy, he went to his village. He went to the river in his village and he went to cut off the chicken. He was pouring the blood in the waters. As he was pouring the blood, he was making incantations. And there was another guy, another, a true story. Another man, a rich man, wealthy man, he went to his hometown. He went to his hometown. And when he went to his hometown, he was working the hometown 
and somebody asks him for money. When the person asks him for money, he puts his hands in his pocket, and what he had was five Ghana CDs. So he brought it out and he gave it to the person. He told the person that, oh, this is what he has on him. He could have given the person more, but what he had on him was five Ghana CDs. So he gave it to the person. When he gave it to the person, you know what the person did? The person got offended. The person got offended that, what does this rich man think? That he's a poor person, so he has this, he, the person that he has despised him by giving him five Ghana. That with all the money he has, he has despised him by giving him five Ghana. So the guy took the five Ghana to the altars of his idols. And you know what he did? When he took it, his request was that as the guy has despised him by giving him five Ghana cities, the guy's fortune should turn around so that he'll be in the same situation that he is also in. It happened. It happened that the guy lost everything that he had. The guy had a certain contract. He was supposed to supply things. He had already gone to make the orders for the supplies. The orders had come and all of a sudden the people called of the contract that they don't need the supplies again. What is he going to pay for? The, the things that he had ordered already. And that's how it started. One after the other. He began to enter debt. Debt after debt after debt. He was moved from grace to grass. He now became a beggar like the guy in the village. That's what I'm saying that in this we are in today after we are going to pray we are going to pray and break limitations. That is why God gave us this thing for the for February breaking limitations. I'm going to bring break limitations. Limitations that have been that have been placed on us from generations past. Limitations that have been placed upon us by our own wrongdoing. Limitations that have been placed upon us by envious people. We are going to break those limitations in Jesus' name. But can I tell you something? When you pray, God will send his angels. When you pray, God will what? send his angels. I want you to start with me. Say, Father, send your angels into my life to bring me deliverance, to rescue me in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a clap, friend. Acts chapter 12, verse 8 to 10, it says that, And the angel said unto him, Get thyself and bind on, thy, bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him. And wist not, he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. Verse 10. Acts chapter 12, verse 10. When they were past the first and the second ward, they came upon the iron gate that led unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. Hallelujah. You know, you know what I like about this scripture? When you read the scripture, you realize that Peter received complete deliverance. There were, there were, there were, there were chains on the hands of Peter. The chains fell off. The prison doors opened. There were a number of gates. All the gates opened. 
And eventually, Peter came out of all those gates. And the Bible tells us that Peter himself, when it was happening, he thought it was a dream. He thought it was a dream. I want to encourage somebody that today you are receiving complete deliverance in Jesus' name. It's one thing for the chains that were on Peter to fall off, but it's another thing for the prison doors to have been opened. If the chains had fallen off, but the prison doors were still opened, Peter would not have received complete deliverance. If the, if the prison doors were, were to have opened, but the chains were still there, Peter would not have received complete deliverance. There are times that for some people, the chains have fallen, but the prison doors are not opened. But today, by the Spirit of God, you are receiving complete deliverance in Jesus' name. I say you are receiving complete deliverance in Jesus' name. You are receiving complete deliverance in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts 12, verse 11. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent this angel and has delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. He said, Now I know of a surety. Amen. When Peter got to this stage, he was in a season of deliverance. He was in a season of new beginnings. He was in a season of complete restoration. And that's why he was able to say that, now I know of a surety. In this year, you'll be able to say that now I know of a surety that the Lord has been with me. Oh, some people didn't receive the word. You'll be able to say, that now I know of a surety that the Lord has blessed me. You know, sometimes you can be experiencing some blessing, but you are not really sure whether it's a blessing or not. Or it's not so obvious that it's a blessing. You are, you know, and sometimes you are experiencing some blessing, it's not really obvious a blessing, but you are trying to exercise faith, and you are trying to, you know what I've been saying, that gratitude is a seed for more, so it is small, so you are thanking God so that it will increase to become the real blessing that you want. But you yourself, you know that you don't know of a surety whether it is a blessing or not. It has the, the, the figure of a blessing. But it's not really a blessing like that. But you are still thanking God for it. So that the full manifestation of the blessing will come. But I came to prophesy to you. That in this season. You'll be able to say. That now I know of a surety. That the Lord has blessed me. You'll be able to say. Now I know of a surety. That the Lord has defended me. Now I know of a surety. That the Lord has fought battles for me. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap of praise. Somebody give the Lord a clap of praise. Shall we be on our feet? Oh, Jesus. Holy Ghost. Lift up your voice and begin to pray right now. Talk to the Lord. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want you to lift up your voice right now. We are going to pray. Listen. First of all, we are going to pray for discernment. Because I've told you things that sometimes people don't recognize the limitation in their life. And sometimes people do not see 
or do not know that the, those around them are deceiving them. They are saying nice words, but in their hearts, they are, are all manners of evil. So we are going to pray. Lift up your hand. Say after me. Say, Father, by your spirit, let me know every evil person around me, anybody, any man. Oh, let me hear your voice. Say, any man, any woman around me that is pretending to like me but hates me. Oh, God, expose them. Oh God, expose them in Jesus' name. Lift up your voice and begin to pray right now. Pray, 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 pray. Can I have some people pray in the microphone? Lift up your voice and pray. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. You know, I say something is happening. I just sense that something is happening. God. Yes, Lord. We are going to pray. You are praying that the fire of God will expose them. Amen. Listen, they can pretend, mm. but there's a certain fire that will come upon them. God. The Bible tells us that Paul, when Paul was on the island, the Bible said that he gathered some trees, some fig, some twigs. He gathered the trees to to create some fire. To keep himself warm, the Bible said that when he set the fire on, mm. there was a viper among the trees or among the, the branches, mm. and the viper came out of the fire. Do you know what it meant? What it meant was that when Paul was gathering the trees or the, 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 the branches, oh, one of the some of the branches that he took, one among them was a viper, oh. it had stiffened itself like a twig. It had stiffened itself like a branch. So Paul didn't recognize it as a, a viper. And he took it. And he, he gathered them together. But do you know what caused it to be identified as a viper? When he set the branches on fire. When he set the branches on fire, the viper came out. The viper came out. One of, one of the things I know, when you pray, your enemies will be exposed. Amen. When you pray, pretenders around you will be exposed. Amen. The fire of God will burn them. Amen. You see that something you pray all of a sudden, somebody that was the person was now always smiling towards you. Always nice. Now the person frowns towards you. It's because the person has been exposed. You see that all of a sudden the person becomes. We are going to pray. So lift, lift up your hand. Say, Father. 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 
In the name of Jesus, I release your fire. I release Holy Ghost fire on all pretenders around me, in my life, in my family, in my church, at my workplace. Every pretender, let the fire of God come upon them. Let the fire of God expose them. Listen, don't take this prayer for granted. They are the cause of your limitations. Oh, Holy Ghost. They are the cause of the delays in your life. People are wicked. <laughs> People are what are wicked. And sometimes if you don't know that they are wicked, they can continue to harm you. Hallelujah. Amen. A lady was gloriously married. She was enjoying life with her husband. Her husband was taking good care of her. Husband was romantic. Making her enjoy life. And then she had, this married woman had a friend who was envious of her marriage. And you know what the friend did? The friend took her, the married woman, to a shrine and caused madness to come upon the married woman. The married woman got mad. She was taken to the mental hospital. Yes, Lord. What I'm saying is in Ghana. Very Taken to the mental hospital. As she was taken to the hospital, that envious friend moved into her marital home. That envious friend eventually had a baby with her husband. How were all these things uncovered? It was uncovered after some years when the woman was brought for deliverance. And it was found and the root cause was discovered. That her friend who is now in her marital home was the one that brought the madness upon her. Yes, Lord. We did. <laughs> you know how the story ended? If, through prayers, mm. eventually, the madness returned back to that woman. Yes, I don't know me i'm happy yeah i don't know about you you know sometimes some people you know i've heard people say that oh you don't pray against your enemies or pray they they they, they 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 don't know what they've not met an enemy before if it were them 
What do they have done? A madness came upon. She also got mad. See, I'm going to pray. Lift up your hand. Say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. any man, any, any woman, any woman who desires my downfall, my downfall, any man, any woman, any woman that has dug a pit for me, that has laid a snare for me, Lord God, let them fall into that very pit, let them be taken by that very snare, let their own desire. Your own desire come, come upon them in the name of Jesus. Deliver me, O God, from every arrow. Deliver me, O God, from envious people. Deliver me, O God, from spells, from spells, from spells, and curses, and witchcraft, and incantation, and incantation in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to. father in the name of jesus we thank you for your mercies thank you for your grace in the name of jesus be with us strengthen us empower us thank you for what you have wrought in our lives Thank you that limitations have been broken and we have been set free in jesus name have we prayed and all the saints shall say amen, amen. somebody give the lord a shout oh give the lord a mighty 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 shout give the lord a shout hallelujah